Welcome. Welcome uh, to the uh, new setup. Hopefully you all like it. I like it. I definitely, like I was saying to Bryce before, um, don't have to sit sideways to talk to you guys. Yep. I, I actually get to, we're, we're having conversations now, you know what I mean? And especially because Dave never shows up. It's kind of nice getting this whole couch to myself right now. Yeah. We'll work, we'll work on getting like individual sofas or something like that one day, you know what I mean? So that way nobody's sharing with anybody. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry. He's a Chelsea fan. If there's anything else that we just, I would kill you. Well, yeah. Well, that, that just went dark. Hey. Um, I mean, shit. Okay. Well. Yeah, sorry. Since I get clowned on all the time for being an Arsenal fan, I want to do, I do want to give a, a quick shout out and big ups to the boys over there in Italy, AC Milan, on Sunday. They should be winning the league. All they got to do is beat like 12th place, 10th place, uh, Sassuolo. What are we looking at? What, is it a two-point difference right now? Yeah, two-point. And then so, Inter's there? Yeah, so even if Inter wins, and all they have to do is draw, I believe. And then they got their own goal difference. Yeah. Yeah, they got... Oh, no, Inter's got them on goal difference. So if, if oh, Milan... So win, right? If AC draws and Inter wins, then Inter's got the league. <coughs> and all Inter has to do is beat Sampdoria, who's in 15th. It's. It, I mean, either way, a Milan team's taking home the mm-hmm. title, but I'd rather see my boys over there at AC take it home. Yeah. And, uh, they should do it because they're sending the president over there to that game of the league. They're they're making preparations for both teams. Obviously, somebody's got to be presented with a trophy on Sunday, so both teams are going to have trophies there, whether the team gets yeah, presented both, them or not. Both play at twelve o'clock. Yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. So, big ups to the lads in red over there. A little midday Serie What we don't have is midweek MLS, but our opponents on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday have a midweek MLS match in Austin FC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are second, third in the East? Second third. in the West. East, God. No, third in the West. Now. Yeah, but it's just the fact that I said East. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to ignore that. And... Move into that match. little right. preview, I guess, yeah. Wait, actually, I was saying that Pereira has a red, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's playing it. He's getting rid of the suspension with his so midweek match. Be, so he's available for our match. Heard. All right. Um, the only, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a downside that they're playing midweek for that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But tired legs definitely we're hoping yeah. will be a factor there. Who um, are they playing midweek? we know? Mm, let's see. Union? No. I think it's Union, actually. L- no, there's... L- oh, LAFC, maybe? Ten- I, I think football's just off. Okay. Let's make sure. <laughs> no, it says Wednesday. So yeah. yeah. Oh, so they got to go LAFC, LAFC and then in LA and, and then, then travel cross-country. Back to Texas, here. yeah. Halfway cross-country back to Texas. Hey. Yeah, I mean... And they're on two games, kid? It's things are lining up for us to have a good, you know, a favorable matchup for them, especially playing in Austin yeah. at Q2. It's mm-hmm. a it's not a easy place to play ever. Yep. So our waveform's pretty good too. So hopefully we can keep that rolling here. The one loss just coming to Montreal. Oh, Unfortunate, man. but we move. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot about the game already. I don't want to think. Well, about you it. don't remember any game, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, then we went to Canada and beat Toronto 
off of the accountant's header in the 92nd minute. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. We got that. Uh, we got those three points in Canada. Now we're going back down to, technically back down to Texas, looking for three more points on the road, um, and hopefully only keeping that one loss record uh, on the road. I don't think that would be a bad record to have, almost 15 games into the season. I don't think anybody should be mad at the position we're in right now as a team in the table. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely and not. I mean, it, it, yes and no, we can be mad. You know what I mean? Because we can be mad because we should be higher. We should be better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But we have those games where we're not clicking, we're not something's off, or we just look shambolic. Yeah. So um, it, that's where the frustration can come in. But if week one – we talked about that we would be 12 games in on the season, sitting second place in the East, only behind the leaders on goal differential. And a game, you know, a game at hand for them. But And those people in first being the club that we lost 4-1 to, we also beat 2-0 earlier in the season. Like, even on goal different, like aggregate goal differential with them. No, sorry, they're up by one. Up by one, but still, at the end of the day, it's not a bad... The the only thing that scares me looking at this is having 14 goals scored and 15 goals scored against. Not that's kind of why I'm so excited. Once our attack does finally find its like how they want to play, mm -hmm. we're still in second with that low of a goal tally. So once we start clicking, it's gonna, it's scary for the league because if you look at that, you're like how that how are they in that place? But yeah, it shouldn't that shouldn't happen. A team being second place with a negative goal differential. You I'll, know what take, I mean? I'll take it yeah. until our attack finds its footing and then sheesh, watch that's out. What, that's what we got to keep hoping for. I mean, does I definitely... Uh, no, sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. I was going to say, I definitely feel like we're starting to build a team here in Orlando that once we're full strength and we have all the pieces that we want, nobody's going to want to play against. Yeah, if we can make Explore a fortress again, I feel like we've said this every single week. But if we can get a team that no one wants to play against and then have that home field advantage. I mean, looking at our roster, we're like, what, two pieces away? You know what I mean? We really need fullback depth. Mm -hmm. That's And a cam, a backup cam. Yeah. So we're three pieces away. Yes. We need fullback depth and a backup cam and then the fans to come back. And that's a huge piece. But we're getting there, so... Definitely, before the season started, if you told me this is the situation we were in right now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been like, you're in, you're stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I expected us to be in this spot, and I'm happy we're here. So the question that I was going to ask is: seeing NYCFC in sixth with two games in a hand on us and only three points back, with a plus eleven goal differential, is that kind of scary? Looking at that, I mean, yeah, I I think they're the best team in the league right now, honestly. But, uh, yes, I can see where you're coming from with that, but a lot of their goals come at home. You know yeah, what I mean? Fucking, they yeah. beat teams by a lot at home because you're playing on a fucking baseball field. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's that's not that's not fair. You look at their home matches and they had like a five nil victory at home. It's like six nil versus Salt Lake, yeah. a five four match versus Toronto at home. Did they play a three nil at home? How many games in a row did they play at home? Yeah, and then you look at their their what? form on the road. And then they go up to Toronto and they lose two one. They go to Seattle, they lose three one. You know what I mean? Uh, this is also when they're in the Champions League. So, I mean, 
Yeah, okay, so then even in the league, though. Yeah, well, they were still in the Champions League. Like We even saw it with Montreal. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the season, we beat them 2-0, and they went on to lose. Like, or they didn't win in like four or five matches. They're like, ah, Montreal, shit. But now they're top of the East with, I believe, a game in hand on us. Right. So, yeah, they're playing. If this is all games, I believe their Open Cup match wasn't. I think they were the home team, but they weren't playing at, at that yeah, they're Belson game. Stadium at St. John's University. So, uh, I mean, yeah, they're playing a bunch of games at home and winning, which is what you should do. Like, if we had six home games in a row and we won all of them, we'd be like, yeah, Explorer is a fortress. Let's keep this going. So I, I can't really get mad yes. at them for winning their home games. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the pitch is the problem. Oh, yeah. You you go from playing at either a football stadium or a soccer-specific stadium. Those are similar setups when you're out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you go to this baseball field where behind one of the goals, you've got 30 yards of just space. And the other, you got... Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that whole dynamic has to throw you off. And I understand that's adjustment. You know, these are things that... But if you're really only playing one game a year at that stadium... Against a team that plays plays 17? 17, They need to to have their own stadium. Or they need to move to MetLife. Like the rest of the New York teams that don't have their own stadium. Or go share... The Red, yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to say. Go stare, they can go share with Red Bull. That's not going to happen. The Red Bulls won't allow that. No, I, yeah. I they mean, shouldn't. But no. I wouldn't. But it's that's got to happen. You know what I mean? We're at this point now where, especially with one of the clubs that has the most money in the league, to still be playing at a baseball stadium is... It's, well, it's not a whole money. It's a not having space in New York thing, them wanting to be the team in actual New York, not New Jersey. So them trying to find space. There's been a whole thing with like a parking garage and a park or something where they're trying to get it, but it's not happening. Uh, there's a whole thing there's, going on. I'm tr- NYU, I'm sure, has... They're not going to play to college. No, I'm saying that I'm sure they have a space there that can be reallocated for a stadium. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. sure there's some tor- sort of park on the outside of the campus that can be re- reallocated to be a stadium. I'm sure there's ways around it. It's hard. I'm, I get it. But at the end of the day, if you can't play, I feel like we have to put a deadline on these type of things. You know what I mean? By, like, 2026. The league's not going to do that. They're, they're not losing not, the New York market. It, I, not with them, but it, coming into the league. I don't want to see any more teams coming in and playing inside football stadiums for years and years and years and, and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. when you come in, you get five years to find yourself location, to get yourself settled, to build your stadium. That gives you typically three years of construction. That's plenty of time to, to construct yeah. a stadium. Not to say the Miami's doing well with it, but like they were, what is this, the third season in that stadium? And now they have the Miami Freedom Park planned out. So, I mean, yeah, they're they, getting yeah, it done. But and as much as I hate that club and everything, they're that's the one thing that they're doing right. They're actually going to build their stadium in a timely manner. Right, it's so. taking them a minute, and they had to find the land and COVID, get the money in private. COVID yeah, hit everything. I, yeah, you know, that's true. I know a little bit about that project from the inside of it, but mm-hmm. well, we wouldn't get to screw some bolts in. I, if I worked, <laughs> yeah, I told y'all if I if I ended up working it, we were burying a bunch of Orlando City stuff yep. under the goals. Yep. <laughs> um. Went way off topic yes. and started talking about New York and uh, Miami. I want a picture of Gallus Smith's head right under the goal. 
Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, guess we'll move it back over to Austin, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. As, as we probably should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, probably a smart thing. Yeah, so Austin, what you see is what you get with them. Consistent, same 11, maybe a couple of changes here and there throughout mm. just for rest and rotation, but this right here is their top, their their choice 11. Um, very defensive team, but they're a possession team too. They're not, I wouldn't say defensive team, they're a possession team. Um, they like to play through the midfield. Driussi, we all know the name. Seven goals, two, yeah, yeah. seven goals, two assists, and 11 appearances. He he is their workhorse right now. Fagunda is out there on the left wing. It's nine assists on the season, two goals. <laughs> Good Lord. Let's Who? See. Fagunda, seven, seven assists, assists. Oh. seven assists, two goals. 87% pass accuracy. He's 27 or 20 chances created. Like Yeah. I mean, when New England got rid of him, I was like, why? Mm. And I was like, I wanted him here, but was he that just, uh, was that non expansion draft pick? Uh, it might have been, probably, was. but still, I was how are you not pick, protecting yeah. him? Because you got Carlos Hill. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's other people you can uh, move on. No, keep going. I just wanted him here, and now you see him doing good over at Austin, so. I think he's doing well over at Austin a lot because of Driussi. Um He likes to shift over to that left and kind of sit up top with um, what's that? Um, your Rudy, mm-hmm. right? That's the strike. Yeah, he likes to sit along that left side a little bit further back with him, yep. but kind of provide that link up from the midfield to Fakunas, and he is making that final ball back to. Driussi, who kind of likes to shoot from outside the box, hang out around the top there. Um, he will he will get in inside the box, and he will score, but he's scored a lot from just being that cutback guy that's finding that ball from Fukundes. Yep. Um, Finley's looked good, too, for them, their, their right winger. he's He's been solid. It's not nothing, you know, over the top, but he's consistently going out there putting shifts in for them, and that's what you need from your backside attacker, you know? Yeah, his stats don't show it, but I'm sure he's, like, a good role player. There you just see how they're putting, like I said, putting in a shift, yep. throwing his heart on the field, and uh, kind of just hoping for the best. We saw him play a lot for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where he got his start. Yeah, he's in Columbus, too. What? He was at Columbus for a yeah. minute. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they come out in that four-two-three-one look. Um, when they build, it kind of shifts into that four-four-two, like we were saying with Drewsy kind of going up a little further, and uh, not even a four-four-two. It's like a you know two man back, and then they kind of it's a one-one-four. It you know they get their attackers forward is basically all that there is to be said about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ring, their captain, plays that eight role phenomenally for them, box to box. And then their six, Perea, um, who will be fully rested for our match, mm-hmm. likes to drop centrally, sit between the two center halves. Typical build up shape. You see where one goes up, one advance, one drops. 
Driussi really, again, you stop him, you stop Austin. He really tells you how they're going to build up. You see him kind of hanging up higher on the line. They're going to look for that long ball over the top, whether it is to him or if it's to Jimenez coming up on the backside run. They're looking for that, but when you see him drop into that that left side in that that half space between Fagundes, Perea, you know, Kolomanic, that's where they're going to try to build up through that midfield and use him for the link up. So he it's really easy to read them. It's just a matter of, of being in position and stopping the passes. Yeah. They're going to play the way they want to play, and it's going to be, can you stop it? And I think Araujo sitting back in that six spot. If we play, you have the four four one one. As what you want off the ball? Off the ball, I think we should play. I, I think off the ball we go full Jose Mourinho, Inter Milan versus Barca. And we play Driussi like he played Messi, where you cannot let eyes come off of him at any point in the time. But why do you want to just sit? I don't want to sit. I know that that formation comes off as a defensive-type formation, but the shape of it cups off a lot of passing lanes. I'm not saying to park the bus. I'm saying to stay in that shape. We can press. Mm. We could still establish ourselves at the midfield line. But that shape really kind of secludes Drewsy, and we've seen other teams do that, and he's been ineffective. That's what RSL did to him, and he 47 touches, really only had one shot, I believe, in that game. Let's see. Uh, We got 75 touches. 75 touches. I'm sorry. There was another match then. I mean, yeah, he's still able to be effective. Um, let's go more attacking stats. Four time, four shots in ninety minutes. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good stat. Two right inside the box and two from basically the same the same spot. Kind of in that space that he likes to sit. Yeah, he so likes to sit in that spot. And I do have to say, you have to watch that game. Those shots really weren't challenging the keeper. Challenging the keeper per se. Um, and I know that one of those looks from outside the box was just a ball that happened to fall to him that he just unloaded on. So they did a good job of, you know, controlling him. But he is a player, like you said. I mean, this guy is coming from Zenit, you know, playing Champions League football two mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> like, and he's still only 26. This is a guy that's going to be quality, and, you know, you just have to do your best at controlling him, mm-hmm. you know. I don't want to compare him to you know Ronaldo and Messi because he's not at that mm-hmm. level. But you know what I mean when you're playing that caliber of player that in their system they're the best player, they're one of the best in their league. That you can only hope to control that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're always going to do something. So it's like with Facundo. You know what I mean? Same thing for us. I feel like a lot of teams. You know, you can do a good job of controlling him, but there's always going to be that moment in a game where Facundo does a Facundo thing. Yep. So. It's going to become important to us. Araujo is going to be pivotal, pivotal in this game. I don't want a man mark, per se, with him. That's why I say we play more Jose Marino, Inter Milan at that point in time. Because you still got to worry about their fullbacks getting advanced, him dragging you out of position. You know what I mean? They play through the midfield. So so in that, that 4-4-1-1, you have Mo sitting at the KM spot. Mm-hmm. Are you starting Kara up top? I am because uh, Austin has shown the inability to win any aerial battles. And I think that physical presence there is going to be they, – they struggle in the air. Um, they're good on – they're decent on the defending set pieces, 
but they haven't really faced a true good played corner mm-hmm. in a while. Um, and that's why it's really like encouraging to see the way we scored last week off of such a beautifully placed ball and a beautiful finish, you know what I mean, on a header in an aerial battle. I think that Kara gives us more there than Pato does. So I like Pato out in the right wing this week because, like I was saying to you guys before, defensively, they drop into that low block in the final third. Fagundes does not like to defend. So one of their the midfielders has to drop in, whether it's their six, their eight, or even their cam, has to drop in and fill that, that spot on the right wing, our, you know, our right wing. So I like that combo of Juan and Pato facing a six or an eight that's tracking back and trying to recover mm-hmm. over, you know, a Urso over there. Sylvester's not an option anymore. Yeah, well, Randy could come in and, and be a very solid player in this yeah. match. I'm I still haven't happy. registered that he's like basically in the squad. I was, I was thinking about that before, too. I'm not going to give him the nod in the starting lineup, but he could be a very impactful player off the bench for us. He's come on in every game since he joined, except was he there for the Open Cup match? He or can't no? play Open Cup. Oh, that's right, because he's Atlanta. I hate that rule. Yeah. That's, but... He's looked solid. He's put in shifts. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's done anything incredible, but he hasn't done anything to be like, all right, you're not getting minutes anymore. So He's definitely the guy that can bring a spark off the bench, and that's kind of what I think we wanted Mm -hmm. Sylvester to be, especially this season because he obviously wasn't getting the start. Uh, Had had his kid, and then uh, now he apparently has, what, little fractures in his leg because of a muscle? Was it because... No, it was a training knock, I believe, right? Yeah, the fracture caused muscle, muscle injury. That's what it was. Now he's yeah. out for the rest of the year, probably. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. So he's, I mean, Jake, he's definitely going to be important to us going forward now. Yeah. Because no. now our winger depth is kind of. Glad we brought him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We needed that. Especially Gaston hurt. Sylvester hurt. Antonio hurt. Yeah, I mean, Two of those being wide players, I mean, not a great look. That is one of them being your number one center half. <laughs> yeah, starting still yeah. sitting here second in the East. Yeah, and that yes, and you kind of got to give a nod to Oscar for that then yeah, too. Absolutely, That's absolutely. A he job steadied well the ship right away. Mm-hmm. Right away. I think that that's first game when he went down, it was nervy, and we all came into the studio after that LA game and we're like. So this is it. <laughs> We're really yeah. hoping we can just maybe scrape by and not. We had a good run. Yeah. Those first four games of the season were fantastic. <laughs> like, Seven or eight seed to get into the playoffs is looking nice right about now. But hey. maybe we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, the boys have done well to fight back. Schlegel has done extremely phenomenal. well. Yeah, phenomenal. He's he's been fantastic for us. Janssen has really stepped up for us, and and been that rock there that we need. Oh, he's he's always been, but you know what I mean. Like at least he's always, he's had Antonio there to rely on too. If he was having an off game, now it's at the point where he can't have an off game. Yep. So, Mauricio's looked great for us too. He's he's really stepped it up. You know what I'm gonna say? I, you're right though. You know what I mean? Like it was a stretch early in the season. Yeah, I he didn't look great. I can't lie. Yeah. What were you but, gonna say? He's the MVP. He, oh. Yeah, his pick for MVP. 
Uh, like, yeah, I don't think his stats back it up. I think he's still only sitting at maybe three or four goal contributions. I could be wrong. Three yeah, assists. Because I think he he registers the pre-assist, you know, the hockey oh, assist. Yeah. But then, uh, I mean, the passes that he makes, like you said, it's a hockey assist. Maybe not even the hockey assist, but it's the pass. We're finally seeing him find... We are finally seeing him find that outlet pass, mm-hmm. whether it's a long ball over the top to Ruan or Facundo, or even if it's just dipping his shoulder one way when he's receiving the ball, turning and finding a pass. Yeah, It's nice to see him working that hard, and we were all kind of like, ah, he's 32, he's getting up there in age, maybe he's not going to be the same. But then we see him come out and be a workhorse, even pressing, going forward, being that first guy mm-hmm. attacking the center back or the right back who has the ball. And... It, Seeing him doing that 32 is good to see because it's kind of like a, it's like he's rejuvenated his career a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure. He's, he looks young again, for sure. <laughs> like, he looks engaged. He looks happy to be out there. He's, he's being creative. I, I'm definitely happy to see this turn in form from early on in the season. Thing that Austin does well, I do have to say, is they do find that final ball. Mm-hmm. They do unlock that final ball into the box um that's comes down to Driussi again a lot of the time um what would you guys do defensively because you've heard what I would do now what would you guys do defensively to kind of try to limit Driussi because that's what we really it comes down to I know you said you don't want to man mark him but I think Caesar can do that job very well. Mm-hmm. And if we start, uh, depending on the formation that we come out in, if we have him man mark, and then let's say we start Sabos in the midfield and kind of have him as that roaming six, not have, not obviously have Araujo just follow right. Drews wherever he goes. But when we're sitting back, have Araujo be the main, his main focus, be Drews. And then Mendez kind of roam and cut off those passing lanes. So I wouldn't mind that. Um, Otherwise, you've watched more about Austin. So if he, if Aldrich, not Aldrich who does, but if he just likes to sit in that space a lot and we can cut off that passing lane without having a man mark also, it's not a bad option either. Yeah, he, he likes to sit in that space on both sides of the ball, right and mm-hmm. left. So it's he likes to find the half spaces. He likes to link up with the back line. You know what I mean? He plays, I know you don't watch a ton of Arsenal, but he plays that position a lot like Martin Odegaard plays in our style where he will drop all the way into that space between the fullback and the winger and mm-hmm. receive that ball then feed it back into the six to get back. Yeah. We don't see that a lot from tens in the MLS, but he he truly does drop in and link up play. It's well, he's coming over from, from Zenit playing in a, one of the possibly the top competition in the world. So Yeah. You would kind of expect to see that. Yeah. Um, so offensively, I told you I would like to see us build up with a shape with the three in the back, Araujo sitting centrally. Mm. So the the three in the back being, this is building up, not in our lineup. Uh, Joao, Janssen, and Schlegel. Moving to the central, we'll have Araujo sitting a little bit more in that six. Then we'll play Urso. I like Urso playing that eight role this week. And then... Mo playing that 10, but he should shift up into the space between Facundo and Cara a little bit, I feel like, this week. So we play with almost like two eights. 
find him sitting in that space kind of like Drew Ucci. A little bit like Drew Ucci, but the difference between what we will do and what they will do is we're going to push Juan all the way up the yep. pitch on that right side and have that combo between him and Pato. Just kind of overload the attack? I think, yeah, I mean, it gives us four, four all the way up in the top in the attack. It gives us two eights, you know, right up there to help facilitate that. Mm-hmm. A six to cut off any type of counter and then still three sitting back there. You know what I mean? Yep. And so I think, you know, it comes down to another game. Like I said before, Charlotte, that Juan could have a big game. This is another game where we could see Juan having another big game. Yep. It's going to come down to him using his pace to to make them uncomfortable over there. Yeah. You got any thoughts? I was going to say whenever we are like in build up or something, you were talking about how uh, Fagundes, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't like defending. He doesn't so get back. Does he stay higher? He stuff? will. St- he, I mean, he will stay higher up the pitch. So he will. He will track back. So he'll get to about this area of the pitch, and that's where he's like, hey, "I'm, I'm good." So if there's a throw in, if there's any type of stoppage in play, he'll get here. Off of a counter where they're up here, this is as far back as he's getting. These guys get compact, so it's on Driussi to hop over here, Pereira to hop over here, Ring to drop centrally. I know that Mike didn't hear any of that, but... No, I didn't even think about that. Well, that's all good. So is he kind of like an outlet if they try to go on a counter? Or uh, he's just lazy. He's just joking. All right. He's just lazy when in that aspect. Their out, their outlet is uh, your Rudy. He's uh, a he's a good counter player. He's a good you know is over it, the top. Is it lazy or is that just? I don't know Austin's coach's name. Let's just say it's Matthew Wolf. McConaughey for right now. Wolf. Sure. There you go. Yeah. Still going with McConaughey because it's better. Um, Might as well be. <laughs> Funny. You want him in the attack. The player that he is, you want him attacking. So if he's sitting back and you guys count or in Austin counters, why would you not want him up instead of sitting back or just dropping in deeper? They play the same formation that we do. They play similarly, not the same way that we do. Do you not expect Facundo to get back and play defense? Well, if he's told to get back, yeah. But if he's not told that and he's, and he's told to stay up and then one of our midfielders would fill in that space for him. Sure. But the way that he plays is also getting into the middle. Then it's like he's out of position a little bit. So you, we also expect one of our midfielders to slide into that space if they yeah, find if the open If he's out of position, guy. if he's slotted into the midfield, you know, they're the. but he always works his way back to being somewhat involved in that defense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fagundes has got enough pace to get back out there, you know? I... Personally, he just shows no interest in defending to me. Um, he's always looking for somebody else to rotate onto a man. It's just lazy, in my opinion. Now we're going to get bagged by this guy, but, you know. <laughs> it's I've watched four games now from them. I can't say I've watched all 90 minutes of four, all four games, but I've watched majority of them. And there's, there's a lot of class there, but... Mm-hmm. He's kind of relying on other people to link him up and get him involved into the game. Right. He's finding the ball in that final third and then making that final pass. That's why his, you know, 
Gotcha. So, yeah, your Rudy's their counterattack guy, their outlet guy, um, but he just doesn't really know what to do with the ball once he has it. He, he tries to do too much. He doesn't really know where the outlet pass is sometimes. So, again, that's going to come on to our midfielders being on him and, yep. and putting that pressure on. Well, I think we have a lot to look forward to. I also think we kind of want to look forward to who we expect to be on the pitch. Yeah. So want to move into lineups. Mm-hmm. You sound like you know well, who you want on the pitch. I've been thinking a little bit. Does that mean you're going first? I don't know. You can go first. I got. I'm trying to figure something. <laughs> Why do you think I was trying to defer? All right, I got I'll you. go first. I was gonna say I I know mine, so you both can think. All right, so four, two, three, one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 crazy! We've never changed up. No, we ain't doing it now. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Anyways, that was rough. Yeah, that kind of hurt. So I'd have Galicia in that, obviously. Matinho out left. Janssen, Schlegel, Juan, not changing that up. In the midfield, I'd have – I kind of want to see Sabas and Araujo get a start. I kind of just want to see, like, Sabas be more of, like, the just – what do you call it? The guy that just destroys stuff. And, like, just – The enforcer. Just, just, yeah, just be on Jerusi and don't let him – get comfortable in that position and have Araujo looking for lanes to cut off and then I'd have Facundo Mauricio Pato and Carr up top I just think Juan and Pato are going to do a lot out on the right wing if uh, Mr. Fagundes can't defend like you're saying he won't so I mean he he de- don't get me wrong. He does defend. He is still an MLS soccer player. Like he has to. He has to a little yeah. bit. But it's like Nani sentence with this guy. That's a good comparison. Right. You know what I mean? When he wants to defend, he'll get back and defend. But yeah. if he's not, he'll do like the three steps and then be like, "Oh, too fast. Somebody right. else got him." And I kind of feel bad about leaving Urso out, but maybe give him some rest in this game. Maybe just have like two midfielders that want to destroy any attack. So yeah, I have one question about that. The only other time this season that we played two pivots like that was Montreal. Yeah, and nope. you saw what that happened. So do you think we could? It's okay. We like that's something our team can do playing the two pivots, or that's just not a look that that fits us at all. I mean, and. In reality, it should be something we can do because Sebos has always played like, I don't know, more like of a, like just destroy. Like he wants to be like getting yellow cards and just being a, a wrecking, just, yeah, destroying anything that comes. Right. And then Araujo's more of like the clean up, like always in the right position type of guy. But I don't know. It definitely wasn't pretty in Montreal, so. That's my only question. I like the lineup, and Sabos definitely deserves to get minutes. You know what I mean? He even could start. I just – the two pivots worries me. I will, mm-hmm. I will I will say that. Well, I'm sticking with the same exact back line. What should be our starting back line? Um, Glace and goal. 
crazy again. Uh, I'm also going to go with Araujo and Sabas in the middle. But instead of playing those two pivots, I said I wanted Araujo kind of tracking Driussi. It could be either one. Um, either one of Sabas or Araujo. So I think whoever, kind of like a zonal mm-hmm. two, in whichever side Driussi slots into, that man, either if he goes to the left in a Sabas, that's your guy. Once he goes over, it's Araujo's guy, and then the other guy kind of slots in as a pivot. So we play one pivotish. Uh, both of them are, have the ability to slot yeah. into that. I and that. if we have the ball, both of them also have the ability to either go forward, find a pass, or sit. Mm-hmm. So I think we could get away with both of them playing. Maybe not both as true pivots, but just both sitting there in the midfield. Um, out left, uh, I'm going to actually give the nod to Jake Morini. I left, why not kind of thing. He has a little bit of energy. He didn't play. Uh, well, he came on, what, the 60th? 60th, so he played like 30. Yeah, and then, but he didn't play in the Cup before, so he's had 30 minutes uh, first team football in a week-ish, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit over a week. Uh, Moa Cam. Then I'm going to put Facundo outright. If Facundes, Facundes doesn't like getting back, I think that... Facundo can then expose that. Even if he drops into the middle, then Ruan getting up that right side. Mm-hmm. If we have Facundo and Ruan on the same side, and Facundo goes into the middle, Ruan finds that space. Could be pretty lethal. Um, and then up top, I'm going Pato. I just don't think Kara is cutting it. Yeah, you kind of have that height advantage, like you said, with the, the balls in the air. But I just kind of prefer Pato right now. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely it's another good lineup. The two in the midfield, as long as you know we're not sitting both of them in that six mm-hmm. per se, even in your lineup, I think we'll be all right. It's just really comes down to how we play those two. If we're going to pair the two of them together like that, um. Yeah, I'm going to go the same back five. You guys have Galese, Moutinho, Janssen, Schlegel, and Juan. Um, midfield, I'm going to go Urso and Araujo. Um, I like that combination of the two of them. I think that they play very well together, and I think that Urso is going to add a lot to that right side. If we pl- We'll play him over there because I think Drew UC is going to try to take advantage of the left side of our team more. Um, by left side, do you mean like our right back or left back? Our our left back. Or, he uh, they they do build from the right a little bit more prominently than they do down the middle or the left, but it's pretty much like. So you're saying he's going to sit in between Moutinho and Janssen more I, than Schlegel? I, I, I have, I, yeah, I have a feeling that he'll sit. Well, not Schlegel. I'll, I have a feeling he'll sit here. Yeah, so in between Janssen and Moutinho, ish. Yeah. More, yeah, uh, more between Perea. You know, yeah. in this area, so I think we play Araujo I f- here. I feel like if I if I saw that, if I saw Araujo, Janssen, and Moutinho, or I saw Urso, Schlegel, and Ruan, get the fuck out. I would go to I would sit with Urso, Ruan, and Schlegel because Schlegel's rash. Janssen's a better defender. Ruan isn't a great defender, well, and Urso isn't as good of a defender as Araujo. It depends on where we are with the ball because if we build up like we say, where he's up the pitch, you know what I mean. <sighs> Now you're talking about these three right here. Hmm. 
potentially being the three that are around you or even Janssen being in that combination. So now you're talking about the combination of these three being in your area. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling that this is going to be the side that he's going to try to hug a little bit more. Um, I'd like Urso being able to play with Juan and Pato, who's I'm going to play on the right wing up top. So moving to the mid, the attacking midfield, we're going to go um, Fakunu out left, Mo out in the central, and um, Pato out right. Um, yeah, I like the three of them being able to take advantage of that space on that that's going to be left by Fagundes mm-hmm. at some point in the game. Up top, I am going to stick with Kara um, just for the physicality aspect of it, their inability to really be dominant in the air. I think he can exploit that. 45 minutes, though. If he is not involved in the game, I want Mulraney on, Fakundo outright, Pato up top, yep. the same way you did. And I'm not talking 60 minutes. I'm talking 45 minutes. If by the half, Kara does not have one shot on target and at least another registered shot, he's out. Maybe like Off. 15 touches? It shouldn't be hard yeah, to have for. Yeah. yeah. Minimum 20 touches and one registered shot or you're coming off. And that's it. There's no more, there's no more starts. <laughs> like... Until he can find find his form again, I Dude, I really I don't blame you. I thought I would say this. Oh no. no, no, no! I promise you. No, no. He's hurt anyway. He is. Well, yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. I I remember seeing how that. the yeah. tables have turned. Late May twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, how the tables have turned. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> That's crazy, Jacqueline. Okay. There we go. Uh, Young player of the year, buddy. Say, who did you think? Uh, let's throw Mason up there at striker. Nah. Just throw Williams <laughs> throw for Janssen up there, yeah. and put Janssen up top. <laughs> striker, yeah. yeah. Striker Robin is goaded. We love him. All right. Well, we got our lineups out there. Now, I want your score predictions. You went last, so you're going first on score predictions. 2 1 <clears throat> to us. 1 nothing. We're going to get, I feel like we're going to get a goal. Maybe thirty to thirty-five minutes, somewhere like late first half, and we're just gonna, you know, poppy special it out. So Austin's good at playing from behind, though. Well, yeah, but that's my. I, I don't think they Oscar Pereira. <laughs> that's the only the reason poppy. I give them that that goal. I do not think they we keep a clean sheet at Q two. Then if we don't keep a clean sheet and we're up and they come back, I think it's gonna be one one. But but you feel one 0 Yeah. It's not a shot. I don't think we score two. It's just not looking great for our attack right now. But hopefully they can prove me wrong. I'm either going to be way off or I'm getting this one spot on. 3 3. I. Schlegel has had too good of a season to not have a game where he kind of slips up. Not trying to hate on the guy. He's just not a, He's a bench true starting center back, yeah. So for him to consistently have great games may come to an end. We've seen Ruan kind of find his form. Uh, this is just me being a pessimist, but I, like it's all it's going too well for mm-hmm. us defensively mm-hmm. in the situation that we've been in. Our attack, yeah, 
Can we score three goals? We could. Could we put up a big fat egg? We could. But that's where I'm going uh, with us finding our attacking form, but our defensive form kind of dips. So um, either just way wrong, which is most likely most likely the case, um, or I'm getting a spot on. So yeah. So the thing I have with you saying Schlegel isn't a starting center back, we just had two of the best center backs in the league. I feel like if you put them on two-thirds of the MLS teams, he's probably a starter there. So, it's Depending on the club, yeah. Yeah. Not all, in, but most. Yeah. In a lower, he's starting in Toronto. He's starting in Miami. I mean, he's not going to Miami. I won't want. Well, that no, happen. yeah, but he's not starting in Seattle. He's not starting in Philly. He's not starting. He's not starting here. Yeah, yeah. You know, but with the squad that we have, he's one, he's not starting over Antonio, not starting over Robin. Absolutely, he's starting over Thomas. Yeah. So yeah. he's our third. I mean, it's basically we're just reading the roster and reading the depth chart, basically. Yeah. But my thing is, he he's just we have two of the best center backs, so he's mm-hmm. never gonna be. He's never going to have the opportunity to start unless someone Oh, he's doing it right now, and he's doing a pretty good job. But there's a reason that he's not starting over the the other Uh two, and he could have that game that we've seen from him. It's not like we're pulling this out of our ass. That's the other thing. We've seen him have these games. Yeah. We saw it in L.A. when he came in. You know what I mean? Like, that was... To be fair, he's coming off the bench. Yeah. yeah, We we gave him the excuses, and and he's made it right. But that was shambolic. Yeah, when great. he came in, you know what I mean. So it wasn't great. I do see what you're saying that he's been too solid for him not to make that Schlegel challenge. You know what I mean? Give up the free kick right outside the box there that somebody's going to put home. So I could see a red card. It's been too long without one. So yeah. I'm like again, no hate to the guy. No. Love him, club legend. Build him the statue. Who needs a rotating line statue when you can have a Schlegel statue outside your stadium? Facts. Or have a Tony Cruz one outside <laughs> of the Emirates. <laughs> the Emirates? Or the Ethiad. Fuck. The Empty Head? Yeah, whatever the fuck it's called. Fuck that place. Yeah. It's in pot. Just like that. No. Okay, yeah. That that basically signals the end of the podcast, or else yeah. we're just going to banter on. No, pretty much. Uh, we got the new setup. Hopefully, you guys liked it. It's going to take us about 17 hours to tear down. So should be less than it normally does, honestly, dude. Oh, you got to move everything back. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. This thing's already falling on your head. Yeah, that's just, you can't <laughs> see the duct tape that we got up there. Um, that was priceless. Yeah, I, yeah except for my fingers getting smashed in between the microphones, but it is what it is. Hey, um, the price we pay for to uh, put good content out for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> At least the best we can do. <laughs> yeah. So, the as always... Okay. Never mind. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Embarrass yourself. Go ahead. No, that would die. Go ahead. In my mind. And, uh, no, go ahead. No. Do it. Good. No. I'm waiting. No, but you know what you guys can do? Oh. Help us do a better job and buy us a coffee with the link that will be in our uh, description on either Spotify, YouTube, yeah. wherever you're looking at it. You know, we don't ask. We, we're never guys to peddle anything. We, we keep doing this with or without you guys' support, but... Definitely, um, like the one week we had somebody say something about the uh, screeching noise, you know? Yeah. These are things <laughs> that you guys can help with. Just a singular dollar. Help me buy Sit. my coffee every day. You know what's even better? Sixty. I'll take 69 cents. Yeah. 
Nice. That's uh, nice. I'll take it. Um, yeah, you can find that link in our bio and in the description of this video on YouTube. Uh, and our bio is at Instagram or at Instagram on Instagram at OCFanTV, on Twitter at OCFanTV22, and at gosh, and on TikTok at OCFanTV. I yawned like 10 times in like four minutes, so I don't know what's going on. I've had three monsters in the past well, four hours. Why you're just hitting that sugar wall and crashing. But there's no sh- there's zero sugar. Yeah, okay. Maybe. maybe. Sugars, my bad, bud. That's fair. Um, just yeah. have a line of C4 like I do. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> Clip that, please. <laughs> it's being clipped and... I'm cutting out. I'm going to cut out the audio of where you say C4. Oh, you're and I'm, just a bitch. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not turning <laughs> the fucking Harry. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm getting the clip of someone saying cocaine and just throwing it in there. <laughs> it's just going to be the Google Translate voice guy. Cocaine. All right. Um, yeah. Hope yeah. you enjoyed the new setup uh, we did. And uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Sunday. Three fucking stream. points. Let's go. And three goals. <laughs>